Hello and a warm welcome to this episode of the PPC Chat Roundup, a podcast where I round up the Twitter discussion that happens on Tuesdays at 5pm GMT. I'm your host Anu and I use this platform to share not just expert but also my ideas and considered best practices about paid media and the direction the digital industry is going in. So why a warm welcome? Because I am accompanied with a very lovely and deliciously warm Christmas mulled wine because it's Christmas, the Christmas trees up. I've got a garland on my clock. I've got um, a wreath uh, on my door outside. Um, and if you've been following me, you might have seen. Actually, no, it's on my Instagram that I shared it. But I'll, sh- I'll share it on my Twitter as well. Um, in the daylight, it looks absolutely gorgeous and it's a bit white and looks a bit shimmery in the right lighting. So yeah, really loving this time of the year. Really loving this December. Really loving that 2020 is about to come to a close. And I just hope to end it on a high. That's just all I can expect now. So yeah, if you want to keep up to date with my tips and tricks in the industry, in the paid media industry, um, and to get the latest on the podcast that has been called a very helpful resource on what is happening in the PPC industry, then like, follow, share, and retweet on, um, yeah, you guessed it, on Twitter with my handle marketinganu underscore. Um, And to see snippets and quotes from our previous podcast, follow our dedicated podcast Instagram page at ppcchat underscore roundup that's um yeah our instagram page at ppcchat underscore roundup so today led by the lovely julie Bicini alongside cro um, experts so that's a conversion rate rate optimization so if, if you don't know the acronym well we're going to be saying cro a lot which means conversion rate optimization um, we've got conversion rate optimization uh, optimization person expert even from unbound and they are a cro company as well um simon mathonet um and we talk um about landing pages and cro for ppc today now i don't believe cro is just for ppc it's definitely most certainly very useful for any channel that's going to be driving traffic to the site and if the landing page pages are not optimized you are just wasting you know whether it's ppc money social media money um Whatever it is, even like, because sometimes you'll get a TV advert where you'll tell them the person to search for something or TV advert where you'll tell the people to go to our website and, and you know, find this. But if, the, if your landing page is not optimized, if CRO is not optimized, done well all that money might as well be flushed down the drain. Um, So yeah, let's see how to save money and convert those pounds into um, ROI, into return on ad spend um, through optimizing your landing pages. So let's get right into it. So we've got Judy saying welcome and thank you all for joining me and our special guest, Simon Mathonet uh, from Unbounce. I I hope I got that right. Simon Mathonet. We talk about landing pages and CRO for PPC. But first, what is your favorite thing about the holiday season for me is definitely the food the mulled wine um there's something that in in the uk especially we call pigs in blanket which is pretty pretty much like a small sausage wrapped in bacon and usually of course it's like a pork sausage so it's pork within pork that's usually you know cooked in um pork fat so um it's it's very um indulgent and that's why we only eat it really regularly on, a, on once a year um so really lovely really looking forward to that i love all the different pies i know mince pie is something that's quite popular in the uk that is not quite it's not mint, minced meat it's some other kind of mince which i'm never sure what i've never been um even though i've eaten it year after year um i've never really figured out what what is in 
that mince. Uh, but anyway, it can be quite yummy if the pastry is done really nice. I love the pastry. That's that's my favorite thing. Jen Chen replies saying Christmas cookies, hands down. My favorite is shortbread, but Unbounce hosted a virtual sugar cookie decorating session last week and it was a blast. Julie replies, I got my daughter a junior chef baking book. Oh, nice. So I think some cookies might be in our plans this year. Lovely. So yeah, Jen replies to that. The best kids baking has come a long way since easy bake ovens. Yeah, I've heard about those, but I never had one. And I heard that it takes a long time to do any baking in any of those. Um, and then we've got um, Simon then reply saying, uh, morning, everyone. I'm taking over the Unbounce account this morning to host PPC Chat with um, Julie Buccini. Um, James Verboda replies, festive songs, movies with the family and good old cheer. I do like some of the Christmas movies. Um, although I like the non-Christmassy Christmas movies. So one side, I think it was, it wasn't um, Bird Box with Sandra Bullock was a Christmas movie. It's not a Christmas movie, but it came out during Christmas time and it was quite a bit of one of those thrillers. Um, but I absolutely loved that, that movie. I love when they come out with non-Christmassy Christmas movies. Anyway, um, Julie replies, Julie again goes on saying, very excited to have Simon with us today. Simon, please introduce yourself and tell us um, about Unbounce for those who may not be familiar with all that you do. And then, yeah, Simon through the Unbounce account says, hey, everyone here, Simon here. My favorite thing about the holiday season has to be the food. I just love cooking and it gives me an excuse to spend hours in the kitchen trying new things. You know, I got to say, I love a guy who likes to cook. You know, I do. I, I, I do like being in the kitchen. I, I cook very well. But, you know, a guy who can just allow me to just be like, you know what, sit down. I got this. I'm all about that. Um, and then, yeah, Simon continues. Hi, everyone. I'm super excited to host this week's PPC chat with Julie. I'm looking forward to discussing all things landing page and CRO. I'm the web strategy and optimization manager at Unbounce. Um, I'm across some of our acquisition acquisition channels like SEO and PPC, also across our CRO and data analytics. I look at data and insights to generate more revenue at different stages of the funnel. Um, Unbounce is the le leading landing page platform that helps you convert more visitors into leads, sales, and customers. Earlier this year, we released our first AI tool, Smart Traffic, that automatically that is not, yeah, mispronounced, that automatically directs visitors to the landing page they are most likely to convert on. Yeah, I love that word. That's a, that's a new word for the dictionary. Automatically. Not, not automatically. Automatically. I love it. So now that you've been introduced to another new word, um, <laughs> we've got Julie Good taking us into question one. She goes, right, let's get to it. Um, question one is, do you have any input or responsibility for landing pages or CRO in your accounts? If so, what is expected of you? Um, right now, because it's I've only been at Brain Labs for three months, even though it feels like forever, for ages, because I just love it there. Um, I've just gotten stuck in, <laughs> with everything. Um, I'm still pretty much just overseeing like in the CRO meetings and suggestions um that that are coming out from based on the tests that has been done as to what um people you, you know surveys that have been done as to what people think of the website 
um, I'll be honest, not all of them have been positive. So I'm not going to start giving any, um, saying any of the comments that were said. Um, but yeah, we're working very hard on improving the website. So I'm really excited for um, what could be coming out of it in the in the next year. So Julia Vice goes on to answer question one, saying some, but not much. Mostly I can just point out if there's an issue and run quality score reports. That's about it. Colin Slattery replies, depends on the client. Um, some clients, we do all the landing page work. For, other, for others, none at all. We're much more involved for lead gen clients. Amanda the Elf, <laughs> what did you add? Amanda the Elf, what's your favorite color? Um, I think, yeah, this is um, Finding Amanda, who is also Amanda of Bauman Marketing. Yeah, she changes her name quite frequently. Um, she goes, I don't have full ownership of landing pages, but I do provide feedback to try and improve performance. And yeah, if you can do that, that helps a lot. Even if for PPC, I would always said that um, the landing page we want to send people to, we want to make sure that, especially if it's some a, a page um, where we're sending people to like buy something or fill in a form or do some lead gen, it's got to be really clear on the landing page what you want the person to do. If you want to them to buy something, make sure the product is right there on the top. There's a good picture. There's a good description of the product. Um, and the, there's a buy now button above the fold. These are things that are part of CRO. So if you're already giving that advice to a, um, a client or to the CRO team, you're already helping CRO and landing page performance. James Barbado replies to question one saying everyone doing PPC should at least have input on landing pages and CRO. I totally agree. We've got the data to back up our recommendations. Exactly. Once you start seeing conversion rates improved, you know they've done something on the landing page because traffic is one thing. That's us saying that, you know, bidding on the right keywords, putting the right, doing the right bids. But once we have input on the landing page, because we will get judged by that. How many times have we really seen we report on conversion rates or report on, on, on revenue, on ROI? It's all because of CRO. So get in there, give those advices and check the landing pages. Don't just focus on only your keywords and ad copy. Um, Julie replies question one saying, I don't see, seem to have as much as I used to, which I don't love. I always review landing pages and those of competitors and have a list of suggested things to do now and to test though. Um, Janine, Jenny re even replies question one saying, as a paid media specialist, even if it's not our job in inverted commas to create landing pages, it's ultimately our responsibility to speak up when a landing page isn't suitable or needs work. We often forget how important the post-click experience is and yet we're being held to conversions. Exactly. And James replies to that, well said. Colin ag agrees with that as well, saying exactly we're measured on conversions and a big component of that equation is post-click. If the landing page isn't converting for whatever reason, our success is measured on that failure. And yeah, and make sure you're clear about Another thing is that make sure you you put in right in the suggestions you've made. Make sure it's clear that you know if it's somebody else that's responsible for the landing page and you've made the suggestions that have to improve it, and you're still judged by the poor conversion rate. You know you can refer to those emails saying that you know what's going on. You've decided you've done everything on your bit with your you know efficient CPCs, efficient um, click through rates you know, amazing ad copy testing to make sure that you're driving the right uh, messaging, the right um, searches to the site. But based off your, your recommendations not being listened to, conversions are not doing well. Um, Steve Gibson replies to question one saying, sometimes yes, yes, sometimes no. 
And then we have Dwayne Brown replying to question one, um, going, spent two years at Unbounce and worked on more landing pages than any paid marketer in the world. We make the e-com DTC or SaaS landing pages for all our clients. To many come back broken or have a word salad written on them. We dabble in CRO for clients we want a deeper relationship with. And then in reply to um, Colin Slattery, where Colin had said, depends on the client. Some clients, we do all the landing page work. For others, none. We're much more involved for lead gen clients. Unbounce or Simon even replies saying, hey, Colin, is there anything specific about lead gen clients that would make you more involved with their landing pages? Colin replies, most e-commerce clients are using Shopify. So we're using Shopify pages as landing pages, typically product pages. Okay, so not much you can change over there. And then we've got Julie going on to question two saying, what types of campaigns do you generally use landing pages for? When or would you use an existing page of your website instead? But before we go into those answers, we've got El Chase replying to question one saying, yes, I am expected to provide guidance and feedback on the landing pages. Also reviewing how how people interact with and the results for the landing pages. Colin replies to question two saying, use them always for lead gen campaigns, use them Rarely for e-commerce, most e-commerce stuff is going to website pages, including product pages. Robert Brady replies to question two, saying brand campaigns usually use the website. Any lead gen efforts I want going to a landing page. Um, yeah, so it's just website homepage is well, where we send branding to. And when it comes to product pages, it's a specific landing page, that landing page that's optimized to that keyword. Um, or well, we make sure the keyword is optimized to the landing page if we can't change <laughs> the landing pages. Um, Steve Gibson replies, when better copy will significant, significantly move the needle. Dwayne Brown replies to question two, saying not all brands need LPs. Sometimes sending traffic to your site or homepage is the right call. All our SaaS subscription clients get an LP. It is a case-by-case -case thing for e-com and direct-to-customer um, direct clients. We try to focus on biggest traffic pages where we want to test or improve UX. LChase replies, see sales page lead forms offers on specific products are good examples of where a specific landing page can be beneficial. Very true. For e-com, a lot of times the category pages themselves can outperform special specific landing pages, so it is good to test. I'm interested in when it comes to B2B. Do you want specific landing pages for certain things, or is it good to go to a generic landing page? I feel we're trying to revamp our services pages, and um, CR is going to really play a big part on this. Julie replies to question two saying, I prefer distinct landing pages wherever possible for both customization and analytics or tracking. Sometimes though, it just isn't possible to have separate LPs. So you have to make the best of what you've got. Andrea Cruz replies to question two saying, for direct lead generation, very specific actions. James Verboda replies to question two saying, most lead gen specifically, e-com sometimes Usually we'll test landing pages versus product category pages and other pages already on site, then follow the data. Budget can affect landing page usage as budget affects everything, really. If lower budget, then might roll with existing page with CRO recommendations, then view results. Or just do the best I can with the keywords based on the landing pages. That's why with paid search, I whenever they'd say, oh, create this campaign, I'd be like, show me the landing page first. Um, show me the landing page and I'll tell you what keywords will work for that landing pages. When you start creating keywords blind and then trying to get someone to fix the landing page, 
that's where that's a big plot hole I call. Um, Amanda replies to question two saying for B2B clients, I typically use a specific landing page for e-commerce. I use pages already on site like collections, bestsellers, and sometimes right to the product page. I spend time and energy on selecting the best LPs because I feel it is important. And then, um, yeah, Simon from Unbounce himself saying, we use a ton of landing pages at Unbounce, duh, for most of our campaigns, actually. We might rarely um, drive users to the website instead when our goals is for the users to browse the website and engage with any other page instead of taking a single focused action. Um, and then, yeah, we've got Julie going on to question three, but we will still get some answers from question two. But yeah, she gives us question three as well, saying, what other techniques or tools for optimization apart from A-B tests are you currently implementing? But yeah, as we, before we go into that, James Voboda continues his answer to question two, saying it's worth noting that different contents and others and offer require or not unique landing pages. So newsletter sign up, needs a dedicated page, e-com upper funnel, category page, an e-com lower funnel needs a product page and lead gen as needs a dedicated page. And he continues, Mr. Oli Gardner um, has a saying, never start a market marketing campaign without a dedicated landing page. Um, and that's N-S-A-M-C-W-A-D-L-P. And um, yeah, yeah, never start a marketing campaign without a dedicated landing page. The acronym being N-S-A-M-C-W-A-D-L-P. That's a very long one. I'm not sure any, a lot of people remember that. Um, Sam replies to question two, saying it really depends on the client, the situation, plus the objective. For introductory campaigns, sometimes a homepage or relevant category page performs better than a landing page. In other cases, we'll use a landing page for a specific service or offering or product. Depends. Now, um, a client that I used to have that was a B2B client and they, had, um, they used to sell electronics. We had different stages. We had specific landing pages when the search was about like the SKU number, the specific product. So you tell you, when a customer is looking for a specific product code, take them to that product page. You don't take them anywhere. That's where it's going to convert the best. When they're doing in research phase and they're looking for, you know, I don't know. Like they, they just look for like electronics or they look for like a, a sister brand name, like our like um Oh, what is it? What was it? Raspberry Pi. Raspberry Pi was the big one. If you're just searching for Raspberry Pi, yeah, take them to the category page of where all your Raspberry Pis are. And um, yeah, if it's if they're just looking for wires, cables, take them to all the cables that they have. So it all depends on the keyword and it then depends on how specific a landing page you want to give that to. And then we've got Dwayne Brown replying to question three, saying hands down hot jar. So that's at Hotjar, great tool for running surveys and trying to talk to your customers more. I would take talking to customers over running um, 12 A-B tests any day of the week and twice on Sunday. I think, I don't know whether it's Hotjar we use, but yeah, we definitely use something similar to that We actually, where we actually have customer feedback on what they think of our landing pages. Um, Dogar Thomas joins the conversation late, but um, 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 answering question one, um, going, I try to have that responsibility. I find it very valuable to have a designated place to send traffic and be able to control as much as possible. CRO is also something I really enjoy. It's a holistic practice that lights up a lot of skill sets. So very true. El Chase replies to question three saying, I've done feedback sessions with clients or customers to 
get feedback on everything from creative choices to navigation, we have also done usability studies with specific segments to find opportunities, hurdles, etc. Um, Sam goes, we use Hotjar like um, like a religion, testing um, out clarity from Microsoft um, advertising. Google Optimize is a fantastic, both um, Google Optimize is fantastic, both for AB plus multivariant testing, but also personalization at scale. Andrea Cruz replies to question three, saying for terms with a lot of search volume, having the traditional PPC form with a few bullets versus adding different items to the page. Providing more information, video plus asset plus demo to give options to users when intent is not clear and there are many other competitors. And then we've got Julie also replying to question three saying, I like to get info from the clients, from the sales team, if possible, to figure out where things are not working quite right. Customers reviews can be a goldmine for what to test too. Very, very true, you know, and yeah, that's why we have things like CSAT scores um, to get a, an idea of what the customers are thinking. We talk to our new biz team to get, you know, the idea of what they say to the clients, what's the thing that really won the client so that we know what we really hone in on and what we communicate about. Um, El Chase replies to question, um, replies to Julie's answer to question three about customer reviews can be a goldmine for what to test to. Uh, and he continues, yes, I have done this a lot too. I like to sit with customer service as well. Sometimes they let you connect right in so you can listen to customer calls to hear their challenges. Yep, Ambasco's support shadowing, definitely an underutilized source of information for many. And so, yeah, we've got an unbound to Simon himself um, replying to, I believe, would have been question two, saying, interestingly enough, we've seen an increase in landing pages created for e-commerce and direct to client in recent years, outperforming standard product pages on average. Um, yeah. And that's a sign of Simon. Julie replies to that saying, what makes those pages different from the product pages? Um, we've got um, um, Simon replying, the way to defer is unique and depends on the product type a lot. We have compiled 27 examples in a lookbook and you can compare these landing pages with the product pages. And yeah, there's a link to that, which I'll share in the Linktree set of links. And then we've got um, Julie taking us to question four saying, what factors do you take into account when prioritizing experimentation and optimization. So what do you test? How do you optimize to make things better? And the uh, first answer to that one from Lior Krolowicz um, is traffic volume. Um, and we've got James Verboda saying volume and impact. Volume can be related to percentage of budget or percentage of traffic. Impact usually relates to best sellers or higher margins, usually not worth testing on the worst performing 20% um, of products or services. And then we've also got um, Simon's answer to question three. So that's Simon from Unbounce saying we're using our new, um, our own new AI feature, smart traffic for our landing pages. In our latest campaign experiment, we saw a 12% lift in conversion rate compared to an A-B test, while the average lift is 30% across all pages with the feature enabled. Um, and then, yeah, Steve Gibson replies to question four saying the likely upside of the test versus versus the step setup cost of running the test. That's number one. Number two, he goes, what level the test is at? Test big elements before you test small elements within the big elements. And then he goes, example, the headline before you test the opening 
paragraph. That's a nice way to think about that. Sam replies, in general, I think most testing programs are too ad hoc plus unstructured. It's person X thinks this, let's test or exact Y wants this ad, but we know that sucks. So let's test. I think you need to identify what you're solving for before you start testing stuff. And he continues, there's also the reality of regression to the mean. When you have a high converting page, the distribution of likely outcomes tends to be left skewed. Often clients get discouraged when something doesn't work um, and then just give up. Yeah, it might not be not working. It's, it's not it's not a matter that it's not working. It's just that you're doing the best that you can be doing at that point. So don't be discouraged by that. And then we've got, um, yeah, Julie replying to question four herself saying potential impact. After a certain point, you can be wasting resources, testing things for tiny potential returns. And then she goes on to question five saying, um, what's your biggest hurdle when coming up with new testing optimization strategies? But before we get into that answer, we've got Sam replying to Julie, where Julie had um, replied to question four, saying potential impact. After a certain point, you can be wasting resources, testing things for tiny potential returns. Sam replies, this is a great point. Expected value of return is key. On the flip side, there's also the need to continue to innovate plus evolve alongside your customers or users. I've run the same test five times over three years. The first four sucked, but the fifth time it was magic. Oh, wow. That's a great point. Because I would have thought once you test, test something, it's not working. Maybe it's just time for a new opportunity to find like a newer set of keywords, a new landing page, a new product to test. Um, but yeah, maybe the key is just don't give up and keep keep working at it. Um, James Barbodi replies to question five, same resources and return. There's an expectation that every test will improve results by X percent. We all know that's not the case. So when we hit those tests where the return was not there, it becomes difficult to maintain the resources for further tests. Exactly. Um, Sam replies to question five saying, I think it's probably one of those following one of the following one, getting people to see the value of testing stuff Two, moving people from testing equals to good to strategic testing equals to better so it's not just about testing anything it's about strategic testing three getting execs to live by the data informed mantra they spout so yeah they're all like oh we look at the data we look at the data but then they just want you to test anything um and then yeah on bounce so simon replies to julie's answer as well about potential impact and saying after a certain point you can be wasting resources testing things for tiny potential returns and that's all that but it, it reminds me about the whole idea of diminishing returns sometimes you can keep spending money in an area in a paid search campaigns but you're not getting any more revenue so so, um, yeah, stop spending in that area. Um, and then on bounce kind of replies to that same reminder, focusing on tiny changes like recoloring your CTA button from red to orange is not, and he puts that asterisk next to it, is not a good use of your testing resources. Instead, focus on things that actually, that really affect customer behavior like length of the page or segmented messaging. I love that point a million times over. Yeah. If yeah, test something that's going to be effective and strategic, not just color. Um, Jordan Stark replies to question five saying, usually it's client resources. Amalia Fowler replies to question five saying, volume of data. A lot of lower budget advertisers have low budgets, which makes it difficult to get enough volume to make statistically significant choices. Remember, it's all about st statistically significant choices or changes or effects to your um, data. Um, Leo replies to question five saying technology, the client's website, what they can do. Andrea Cruz replies to question five saying, honestly, time and platforms that would make this process easier. 
um, Julie replies to question five saying inertia or not wanting to actually test things that could be significant, like the offer, the imagery, the headline. Yeah, because there's a whole bureaucracy on what offer they, they've decided and they're not willing to budge, which is always annoying. <laughs> Sam replies to that. So much of this. Mark replies to question five. He, yeah, yeah I, thought, I thought he might not um, make this chat. He said that he was going to catch... Uh, my podcast. I hope you still listen to it, Mark. Anyway, um, given his question five to um, this chat, he goes, sorry, I'm late, but I'm here. Um, I, I would say my biggest hurdle are one, finding a strategy that can yield um, statistically significant results, not directional. Two, time. It can be difficult to justify the hours to clients unless performance is catastrophically down. Um, Jordan Stark replies to question four, saying, in any case, the factor I focus on the most is the client's KPI. Each client has different goals. Keeping these in mind helps get the best results. The real question is, what factors can be changed in the landing page or optimization that will lead to a better return on the client's KPI? Then Julie goes on to question six, saying, do you have an example of a time when you made a very interesting discovery based on a website or landing page experiment? How did you leverage that discovery. So, oh yeah, tips on what to actually do. Dwayne replies to question four first, though saying what will potentially have the biggest impact on the bottom line? Radical changes are better than doing micro tweaks on a landing page. Um, and then, yeah, in replying to question five, we've got uh, Simon saying for us, it's more about prioritization than coming up with new ideas where we want to run multiple experiments across the funnel while maintaining data integrity and not have cohorts conflict with each other, skewing our results. And then in response to question six, we've got Tim Jensen saying long form pages significantly outperforming short form pages. After finally convincing a client to test something outside the box of their very minimal landing page set up. Um, I hope there's more answers to question six, but um, yeah, Julie takes us to question seven saying, do you have any questions for Simon or Unbounce? Um, and Tim Jensen replies to this saying, any plans to start offering fully responsive templates for Unbounce pages? If this doesn't already exist and I'm not aware. Um, and uh, yeah, Simon replies to that. We have a couple of things on the roadmap that we think you will like. Stay tuned. And <laughs> Tim replies, Awesome. So yeah, they've got a customer there. Jilly replies uh, to question seven, asking a question to Simon saying, where do you see the future of landing pages going? Um, I think it's very different to like the question of keywords. Yes, keywords might be dying, but landing pages I feel will always be there. Um, Mark Saltarelli replies to question six, I believe. Yeah. So he gives quite a few answers here. Um, starting off saying for a data visualization SDK um, client, I'm testing a demo versus an SDK trial download on paid landing pages. I assume that the SDK would convert higher than the demo, which is true, but I found that the people converting on each are completely different. Um, and then continue. So now I'm auditing the account to figure out how I can make sure that demo oriented people are seeing a demo and SDK oriented people are seeing an SDK download. A good reminder to look past CVR and also consider who is converting. Um, she he continues. Another test that surprised me was for, was for from the top of the page versus the bottom in my B2B PPC career. I always thought, um, um, 
In my B2B PPC career, I was always taught to put the form at the top for higher CVR, but I now test this for many clients. Mm, and that's CVR, I mean conversion rate. And he finally says, I have found that the form at the top generally works well for straightforward B2B categories, but for newer markets, prospects require education and may be more likely to convert if you allow them to digest the page content before presenting a form. I think that's very interesting. And yeah, that's that's a good good one read through i hope you guys caught all of that apologies if you didn't um and then sam replies so this isn't really a question for unbounds per se but for the life of me i don't understand why we invest so much money in creating testing and optimizing landing pages but virtually nothing in thank you pages yes as mark replies thank you page optimization is actually a personal passion of mine it's so important to think about how you can guide someone to the next logical step should there be another further down the funnel that relates cta to a related page or call to action to a related page calendar for booking etc um, yeah, Julie replies, I actually started to really think about it while working with nonprofits. It was a great way to really engage and sincerely say thank you for donations. Exactly. How do you show gratitude and make them donate even more? So that's really good. And we've got some more answers to Sam where with Simon himself saying, this is a great point, Sam. We actually started experimenting a lot with our thank you pages this year. One of the ways we are able to extract more value from them is to collect additional data there through a survey, for instance. Um, Andrea replies, isn't this against what Google Analytics 4 is pushing for? I am a big fan of thank you pages. Just curious on your thoughts on that. And Julia replied, if I'm reading these things right, then yes, it is, which I hate. Having a unique thank you page, again, again, is a fantastic tool for messaging and tracking analytics. Sam replies, it's mostly just focused on the tracking mechanism. Everything in GA4 is event-based, but there's no issue with a thank you page. You just will track the form submission event versus the landing page view. I love when we got like the experts giving amazing technical, tangenting technical tips there. So I hope you caught that and hope that was very helpful. And then we've got Simon from Unbounce himself replying to question six saying, we tested due today at zero dollars in our sign up flow for our free trial and it performed slightly worse than showing the full price due after trial. It prompted us to look more holistically at how users interact with and perceive price at this stage of the funnel. So again, we tested due today zero dollars in our sign up flow for our free trial and it performed slightly worse than showing the full price due after trial so yeah people like honesty um <laughs> and then we got mark saltarelli replying to question seven um with a question for um simon at unbounce saying is unbounce working on stronger individual modules for landing pages i think the entire page templates are great but i prefer to build my own design from scratch and would love an easier way to drag and drop customizable modules and then yeah simon replies actually no i don't think this is simon Actually, yeah, it might be Simon saying that our lips are sealed for now, but we think you're going to be excited about our roadmap for 2021 and beyond. And that's CCing Chris Brownlee. So I imagine that they're gonna, they've got an update that is going to be similar to um, yeah, what's, what um, Mark has just asked there. And then Mark then continues with another question saying, do you have any success stories for, for smart traffic on Unbounce? I would love to test 
Um, I would love to test, but smart marketing tools make me so uneasy these days. Um, Bounce replies, um, oh, do we ever happy to pop some case studies examples over your way? And there, um, yeah, another few links for that. So there's only like several links to share on, on here. Um, so definitely look out for that on my link tree um, set of links. And before we go, I'd like to um, give this answer, this amazing answer from Simon and Unbounce when Julie asked um, for question seven, saying, where do you see the future of landing pages going? And I think it just shows how automation is permeating everywhere, not just paid search. Um, and yeah, he, and Simon goes, I believe AI will be a big component of the future of landing page creation and optimization, leveraging AI insights and tools along with our skills to drive value through landing pages is becoming increasingly accessible. And I have to say it's very exciting. So yeah, I don't think it's necessarily of the future. We're already starting with a lot of automation. It's a lot of our um, complaints. <laughs> <laughs> that we have from Google Ads. But um, I think, yeah, it's just very interesting Interesting that um, a lot of companies are doing as well. And I just hope that they do it well. They do it with um, the, you know, customer's data um, in, in in hand and, and being responsible with consumer data and customer data and showing us what we need to, to see as well so that we target properly, but also giving customers a choice as to how... Um, we target. So yeah, I think it's a very interesting time and I'm really excited for this webinar that I'm doing, with um, this Brain Labs webinar that I'm doing tomorrow where me and Jeff Allen, like Jeff Allen and myself, we talk about the, um, yeah, the future for, of, of 2021, you know, as the trends that CMOs should look out for. So yeah, I've been asking for loads of people to give me like some of their, their uh, predictions for 2021. We've had a conversation about that. So I'll be actually checking out that chat again to um, just see what the experts have said about their predictions for 2021. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for that, what that will be like. And I'm excited for 2020 to be over. Um, anyway, so I hope you found that chat very useful, found some great takeaways to do landing page optimization, to do CRO. Um, Unbounce could be a really great um, one-stop shop for you to create, um, you know, bespoke landing pages for your products, for for, for lead gen, um, to, you know, to optimize certain things. And yeah, I, I really feel it's really important that you can send so much traffic to a landing page. If it's not optimized properly, you're just wasting money and you're just throwing money down the drain. So the CRO part and the optimization of the landing page part of this is very important and I highly recommend that um, you look at a landing page first before you create your keywords around it especially in this is talking paid search but even also even social media you know look at the landing page before you start creating um, you start sending customers to um, to that landing page from yeah your paid social ads so yeah, hope you've taken those great takeaways um, and um, really enjoyed this chat. Um, please do get in touch with me by sending me a message or just following me on Twitter on my handle at marketinganu underscore. Um, and remember for your campaigns and businesses to glide smoothly, there's a lot of hard work needed beneath the surface. So keep your swans kicking. Bye.